Welcome to Bound by Books, a podcast of five authors across the genres talking about that one thing we're all bound by, books. I'm one of your hosts, Danielle Bannister, and today I am joined by Hannah Byron. Welcome, Hannah. Hey, Danielle. Good to see you with your lovely display of all the books you've written oh, yes. behind all, you. All the books, all the yeah. books. Yeah. So we were, we were going to talk about something today that I think a lot of writers struggle with. Do you want to tell uh, everyone what we're going to talk about today? Yeah. We have this saying in, uh, especially in indie author world, stay in your lane. I mean, don't overtake another car. <laughs> I'm just joking. Yeah, so um, don't genre hop, don't um, uh, don't um, confuse the algorithms. All these sayings are so, I mean, ingrained in our in our minds that you shouldn't do it. So, yeah. Danielle, I suppose you only write in one genre. <laughs> yeah, clearly you can see from from how all of these books look like they're the same type of book. No, I I write it like six different genres and I am scolded often for writing in this many genres and I am told quite often you need to stay in your lane you need to pick a lane you need to pick a niche and and stay there and 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 because that's where the money is right that's that's the whole thing that if you can if you can write that way then you're going to find an audience and then they're going to be hungry and they're going to they're going to be your bread and butter and i totally get that and i totally understand that and i am totally like oh is that what i should be doing is that what i should be doing is that what i should be doing um but what what about you i mean i know that for to an extent you you are a niche writer right because you tend yeah, to write in yeah. one particular so talk to me about your experience no no, no. Staying, we're not going to talk about <laughs> I want to know how you stayed in your lane and do you like that or do you would do you want to diversify yeah we'll talk about me a little bit later i'm, I'm just <laughs> looking yeah yeah we, we have uh, no because i'm looking at you this this day behind you and i would just um so i see girl on fire i see doppelganger yep i see uh, a couple embracing yes um so, so yeah i've got like some small town romance I've got some dark psychological thriller. I've got romantic suspense, young adult, romantic comedy, uh, steamy uh, fantasy, paranormal, and short stories. So I'm all over the place. I'm all over the place. Yeah, so I, I, I think it is nice to, um, to continue talking a little bit about you first because I, I look at this and I think that is amazing. If, I mean, to be able to write in so many genres, that is, that is fantastic. But um, what were your first books? Where did you start with? So the first, I started first with uh, Pulled. Um, this one I, I wrote because I wrote it as an actor yeah, the main character is going to acting school because that's what I knew. And that was the advice, write what you know, right? So I, I wrote a story about an actor going to an actor school and, you know, finding her twin flame, the, the literal other half of her soul in a, an acting partner and what that disorientating sort of feeling would, would be like. Um, and I wrote that at a time when 
I had two small children in diapers. And as a, I also do theater as well, but because I had small children, I couldn't really do theater anymore. So I didn't have that sense of escapism anymore. And I was sort of like, I had just become mom and that was my only identity. There was, <laughs> there was no Danielle anymore. And I think writing was an escape to, to become you know, a creative person. Mm -hmm. When I couldn't tap into the theater, I tapped into the writing. And so the writing became that vessel for me to sort of escape the world, much like reading is an escape mm -hmm. from the world. Mm -hmm. that, that became my sort of yeah. escape just, from things. Did it, did it actually thwart your, your uh, idea of becoming an actress then, um, having a family? Was that your, your original dream, Jude? Yeah, I, my, my, my original plan was going to be a Broadway star. That was the plan. That was, that was the plan. Um, I didn't have the height or the boobs for Hollywood. So I'm like, okay, theater. I can do theater. I can pull that off. Because you can be quirky and short in theater. You can pull that off. Um, and lived in Chicago for a while, pursued it there, and then just really missed my home and missed trees and missed space and I realized I'm an introvert and I don't like to be around that many people all the time and and so you just you kind of learn things about yourself as you grow up and you go oh well, maybe that's not my dream anymore like I love that's doing cool. it I yeah, love yeah. doing it but the things that so, you have to do as well yeah but was, by the time you started writing you actually knew that you would never going to, to, to right. pursue a career. Right, you, because at that point it. I had two little kids in diapers and it wasn't yeah. it wasn't a realistic goal at that point. Yeah, yeah. So, so this so, was a creative venue. Yeah, so it was romantic, but it still, it, 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 it was a, a, about the theater world. Right, so to say. yeah, yeah. yeah. And is that, is that a common thread in your, in your work? Or? Um, it's not, theater isn't common. It, it, it's in some of my later works and works in progress. I'm, I'm diving back into that a little bit, but, but no, uh, that was just sort of the, 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 the little intro that I needed into writing to, and then I was like, well, I don't have to necessarily always write about this sort of thing. I can write about other things. And so, um, I was actually going through a divorce at the time when I was writing the ABCs of D, which was about dating at 40. And I'm like, hello, that's what I'm going through right now. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, that, you know, sometimes there is that write what you know, sort of element. And yeah. if I, if I were going to stay in my lane, as it were, for that did not match with romantic suspense, a romantic comedy is not in the same vein as a romantic suspense. No, no, I get that. But yeah. it is all very much you. It's all yeah. very much a part. All these different genres are very much an aspect of you. So you, because you have a, a, a broad palette, so to say, you, you can write in these different genres. And um, yeah, I find that fascinating. And to have all these different covers. I know that from a marketing perspective, this is, is, a, is a very... Um, tricky thing, but also, but but I would really want to stress the the, the in, in French they would say the word richesse of it, the, the richness of it, you know, because yeah. not many authors can do it or would dare to do it. I mean, you need guts to write in so many genres and to enjoy them all. 
do you read in, in the different genres? I do. I'm I'm all over the place. It, it, a, a cover can sway me, and then if I like the the blurb and if the first page is good, I'm like, okay, you're coming in with me. Um, and it doesn't necessarily matter if there's a, a thread of romance in it. You know, that's just wonderful. It doesn't have to be a romance book, but if there's some element of romance in it, then it's like, yeah, here we go. Here we go. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah, I'm all over the place when I read. Yeah. So that's probably why I'm all over the place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. But have you always been all your whole life? I, I was not a big reader in, in school because I was doing theater. So I had my creative outlet in theater. I didn't need it in, in reading. I didn't stumble into reading until I started writing and, and had, was a mom. And it was like, I need something to, to get out of just mom brain all the time. And so, so books sort of became that way of escaping yeah. the doldrums. So <laughs> if, if I think it of you as an actress, you could almost say that um, actresses can play all the parts. They can do, I mean, some stay in their lane, but generally actresses sure. would- Well, would, yeah, would, actors don't like to be stereotyped. I mean, some do, and they're that's the character that they play over and yeah. over again. But actors like that, ex, at that opportunity yeah. to explore and to try on yeah. different personalities. And when I write, that's sort of what I'm doing. I'm trying, yeah, I'm stepping into so. someone else's shoes. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I think it's important to see it in that way as well, that you you just step into a new skin with every book that you make. Yeah. And it turns out to be different from, from your other books. Right. And, um, yeah, we, we just have to find a way in, in today's world to, to, to market that to it to, in a way that readers can find you and can enjoy the, the, the richness of, of what you offer. Right. And my, my core group of readers, you know, they love the fact that I'm all over the place. They're like, I don't know what your book's going to be about, but I know I'm going to love it. Mm. But from a from a marketing standpoint, yeah. for, for people that you don't know who aren't already used to your voice or your writing style, it can be quite problematic yeah. to write in multiple genres because it's like, well, who are you? Who, you, who is your audience? Who are you marketing yeah. this Facebook ad to? Who are you marketing this newsletter to? They're different yeah. audiences, so yeah. it's 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 a yeah. real struggle that authors have to deal with. In a way, because um, I did um, last week's uh, podcast was about TikTok, and I discussed mm -hmm. with one of our other hosts, uh, Tina Moss, that on TikTok you see that readers are genre hopping now. So because they they get the different offers from the different so what would traditionally be a contemporary romance reader, they, they want to branch out to fantasy or even, I mean, I'm a historical fiction author, and they say, oh, yeah. well, I've tried. Yeah. Or, um, you know, I, I, I was scrolling through TikTok and finding those uh, reviewers or readers that say, there's just one genre I won't read, and that's historical fiction. I'm going to do at that and say, okay, here's your challenge, you know. So do you also see that there is like a change maybe going on that, like we have I more think, yeah. inclusivity in society? Yeah, I, I think it's also people... exposure too, that, that TikTok has opened up that a wider audience for people that they will tolerate 15 seconds of listening to something and maybe going, 
well, maybe that'll be cool. And maybe the next time they scroll through it, they'll, they'll, they'll mm-hmm. catch it. So I think that, that the exposure to the variety of different types of, of things that are out there is unique to that platform, yeah. for sure. And that would be very good platform for you to, as a marketing tool, to be able to tell people, well, I'm this alien who writes in all these genres, just try it. Maybe you like my voice. <laughs> he likes it. He really likes it. Only a certain group of people will understand that that reference. You have to be of a certain age to understand that commercial reference. Um, but what up now? Can we talk about you now, Hannah, please? Can we talk about you for a minute? I'm so boring. You're not though, because I because this is such, you know, a thing that yeah, yeah, are, yeah. that are drilled yeah. into our heads as authors. Stay yeah. in your lane, stay in your lane, stay in your lane. How has it been for you to stay in your lane? Yeah, well. I didn't originally, when I started out in 2000, my first book came out in 2012 because I was writing before that, but it was published in 2000. That was a contemporary romance with some, a little bit of spice. Um, my favorite. Then I, I wrote uh, like more suspenseful books. I think I was a little bit with like you to start off that I, I did some historical fiction as well. I did different things. And um, I had a forced break from writing due to, to personal uh, stuff in my life. And um, I th- when I came back, that was, uh, I, I had a coach in 2018. And I think that that was really the height when it started, like stay in your lane. <laughs> so she was drilling that into my mind as well. What is it that you really would like to, to write for a longer period of time? Or as they say, if you don't do that, then you need different pen names or different genres. And so I did I did a lot of thinking about I think I already my my later books to 2016-17 were mostly historical fiction books. So I was already a little bit in that genre, and um, I just thought, what is? It? I mean, I was I was brainwashed as well. Stay in your lane and write in one genre. You can only have one for one pen name, and then you can have another for another pen name. So um, it was it was a long processing inside myself to go to, to well, my first book was on the First World War, but I knew I was only going to write one book on the First World War, which would kick off the series of all these ladies in the Second World War. And um, I, was, I was afraid because I thought that even though it's a very niche market, that it would be saturated with World War II novels and it would be um, I wouldn't tick all the boxes because I am also very, very different. That I don't, I do read historical fiction and I do read uh, books about the Second World War, but very, very, um, I'm very picky what I read. And the ones that I read are not by Indian authors generally. They are. Mm-hmm. I have a, a number of books that I really, really love. Like all the light we cannot see, and um, beneath the scarlet sky, nightingale. 
these are a couple of books that I really like, but I'm very picky. Mm. So um, I'm not really a big reader in my genre either, which is absolutely against all the rules because then you don't know what the tropes are, you don't know what the um, what is is is, is um, trending. Yeah. And well, um, there are, there are some people that are afraid to read the genre that they write in because they're afraid that they're going to steal ideas from other yeah. books but how, how, can sure. you, how can you live up to the promise of the the trope if you don't know what the trope demands so and there are yeah. no original ideas there's only an original way that you tell a story right yeah so. yeah and and i think we are very similar in that respect that we have a very strong longing to to write our own books and to write what we feel inside that has to come out. And um, I, it, it is daunting because I, I, I wish I was the kind of writer that could sit down with the top, top 100 most successful books in my genre, read them and make notes. I have to do this, I have to do that. If I plug in all the right features in the, all the right places, I have a, a magnum opus. I have the best book in the world because right. I have followed all the rules and I can't. I'm a creative person. I'm a very um, intuitive person as well in my writing. Right. And so um, I do, contrary to you, I, I stay in the <laughs> even in a niche genre. I enjoy it very much. Um, because what it, why I enjoy it, I've just finished the fourth book and I'm starting the fifth book because I now finally feel that um, I know how to do the research, I know how to, to, um, to set up the, the kind of stories that they are similar to the other one in the sense that readers know, although it's a totally different story, but there is the same build-up of the girl before the war, her situation, her, right. her family situation. They are from ordinary families or whatever, and they come in these extraordinary situations in a war where they have to make choices, and then they become badass heroines despite themselves, you know, they never intended to, and they find romance. So that is a, a common story type, but in that they have very different adventures, they're very different characters. So and I I so for me it's not so difficult to stay in my line in my uh, lane in my lane because I feel I'm getting better at it. Mm. Mm. And do you think that what, that's maybe a benefit of being able to stay in your lane? Is that you yeah, can sort of for me it is get better it, at yeah. But I get so I'm not getting better by comparing myself to other authors. Right, but you just get I'm more comfortable get, yeah. with what you're writing, right? Yeah. 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 I would imagine that in terms in in terms of a marketing sense that if you were to stay in a lane it would be a little bit easier to market because especially when you're writing in a series people have read the first book they've liked the first book so to sell them the second book when they know that the the, the genre is going to be the same that's going to be the same sort of feel must be a little bit easier than saying 
I know you like this history book, but here's this romantic comedy I know you're going to love, right? So from yeah, a marketing standpoint. Absolutely, it, absolutely. Yeah. And um, yeah, so that is the reason that, because I was originally had a plan to write four books, one on First World War, three on the, on the Second World War, and I've extended it with three more now, because, um, yeah, I see there is, is, is people like it, but also indeed like what we, I, I'm, uh, Amazon only, so I'm in KU as well. Um, you see, Indy also bought all the similar books, yeah. so that makes it easy. Absolutely. So you, you're, is, you're helping yourself from a marketing standpoint. If you, yeah. if you can stay in your lane, it, it may stifle some creativity. But yeah, well, from yeah. a marketing standpoint, there might be some more stability. To yeah, be unless you you divide. It in clear pen names that don't interact with each other. Right. Well, that, and that, is that, that something that you would consider? So far, you've only written right. under Daniela Bannister. Yeah. Yeah. So so far, it's just uh, just Danielle Bannister. Um, but but that's absolutely uh, it's a good point. The pen names. That's something that I and that I'm grappling with right now. It, does it does it make sense from a marketing perspective? for me to create a pen name to maybe clump all of my romance books, say, in one pen name and my more sort of suspense, you know, fantasy, paranormal, the more sort of darker stuff stay in another name, you know, to divide it between like sort of the light and the dark, you know, to, to, to divide it that way. I don't think I could maintain six or seven different pen names just from a mental standpoint i don't think i could i could i could maintain having to do that much social media work and so much branding work that would come along with a pen name but perhaps a division of separating yeah. the light from the dark would make marketing sense for me so that maybe those also bought things are not so confusing and that some readers will be because like, oh, I really like that? this romance. Yeah, yeah. Even when I look at my own, you know, in my own, my, the also bots are all over the place. I, okay. I, yeah. I do see it. I do see, I do see that I'm kicking myself in the for shucks by, by doing okay. it. Um, but yeah. I think now maybe that I've got 16 titles that I kind of go, oh, okay, I'm either writing something that's primarily romantic or I'm writing something that's a little darker that has threads of romance. So logically, I think the divide makes sense. Will it be a lot of work to, to make those changes? Yes. Am I looking forward to that? No, but it's something that I'm, that I'm seriously considering because of the marketing standpoint and why it makes sense. Yeah, marketing from your re from your writer's perspective, but for the readers, it right. also makes it clearer. Right, right. Because I have some readers that will read anything that I write, and then some readers that will only read my romances, and some that will only read my darker stuff. So this yeah. would be a, a clear way for yeah. them to know. Oh, she's writing in this pen name. This is the name. Yeah. but I know I'm going to get the type of story that I want. So it's it's a huge thing for authors to think about, especially if you like to write in multiple genres, mm. but also yeah, that maintaining know, a pen name thing can... I know of, of successful authors that have four pen names. And I, I, I don't do know too. how they... I, yeah. I don't know how they do yeah. it. I don't do you, know how do they do it. Yeah. Do you think that um, 
So, I mean, and there are many that have two. Yeah. So, yeah. It's I almost it's, like there's the bread and butter name. And then there's the, this is my guilty pleasure. I want to write in this genre because I need a palate cleanser. I know this particular pen name maybe won't make me as much money, but my brain needs a little relief before I go back into that thing that makes the bread and butter. That seems to be what, what I've seen a lot of is the, the there's one for one for the readers and one for me, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, back yeah. and forth. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that is that is not something that I would consider because I would never be able to to write just for for I write to market, so to say. No, yeah. I, I I wouldn't yeah. be able to do that. What I said that you pick the the, the, the top selling books and you you yeah. make sure that you hit all the the right things and then right. you, you construct your story around it. that would drive me bananas. That I wouldn't be able to do it. But um, unfortunately, I don't have to. Um, although I, I, I mean, I won't be as successful as any anyone who who is is more consistent in following the rules, because um, and that I think it it depends on on the amount of um, adaptability that you have as a creative person that's maybe not the right word but i i just can't be forced in in a more i i'm just not then all the fun would be gone for me yeah i don't know if that's for you as well yeah i have a i have a hard time being boxed in i think that i think that's probably part of the reason why it's hard to market my books is because even with the books themselves they don't fall neatly into a particular genre that they can straddle sort of lots of different genres. And so I don't make, I don't make myself any favors. I, I, I'm not helping myself out with the, the types of books that I write. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's where the passion is. It's like, this is the story that I want to yeah, tell. But, and yeah, but I also you know, hear, I hear a lot of um, authors talking about straddling genres and stuff like that. I don't think that is, per se, a difficulty that, um, because, yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be, of course, it is perhaps possible to put a lot of data in, in a computer and it constructs a story and it, it is something, but we, we all, to, to, to a large extent, um, want to have um, fun writing, you know, and... Uh, we want, but, we want it to be sort of like a stress reliever, not a stress creator. Mm, yeah. <laughs> sometimes I, that, can, that can be sometimes. I mean, I, I think for me that if I, if I were to write in just one specific genre, I would get bored of that genre really fast. But you're not finding that for you. No, I get more enthusiastic about it. I, as, as I said, I'm, I'm so... Every every little tidbit that I find out about the Second World War, I want to do a, a degree in, in Second World War history after my my um, uh, <laughs> retirement. I'm really so fascinated by that by that time period. I don't know what it is, but I find that so it, it's a last period in, in in humanity where really ordinary people did such. I mean, of course, but. It, on a large scale did such extraordinary things 
just to help others or to, I mean, I know there were a lot of bastards as well, but there are such, there's, it's the hero, heroic side of it just makes my, I just feel that, that, I mean, in the worst situations, the best come out in people. And, and that yeah. is what I see. And I just want to write about it. And I want to know more how this, it's not even 100 years ago. And what yeah. happened? I mean, that is incredible in human, in human history that what, what happened and in all the different countries. And like I, now I made a study of Norway. I want to, to travel to that country. I want to see these museums. I want to, to yeah. um, it's a pity I don't speak the language, so I couldn't do a lot of research because it was only in Norwegian. Oh. I'm passionate about the period. Yeah, that's just me. And I think that translates in my writing. So that that is why people say, oh, wow. I mean, it's, it's not just the story, but they learn stuff about it right. as well. Right. And well, I think for you too, maybe, I mean, maybe I'm making a leap here, but because you've had, I would say, some, some really good success with this particular series, does that help motivate you to go, oh, well, they like this. I think I could yeah. write more of this. Does that does that help at all? Yeah, it, it does. Motivate you to go, course, you know what? Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it does. But this is a very slow burn. But of course, the moment that, um, that you get the feedback from readers that they are um, enjoying it and that they are buying it and that they are sharing it at that at that moment um, and, and, and especially if, if, if readers connect with me about their own family stories about the Second World War or they um, they say they can't wait for the next book to come out and they really feel like they um, are part of their heroines and of their stories Maybe. Yes, it, it, it helps a great deal to, to, to stay on track. That is, um, and I, in a way, I, I think I never expected it because I wasn't successful when I started out in 2010, 12. I wasn't, I wasn't really, um, but I was also much more ignorant about how to, to, to connect with readers or to, it was also, yeah, that I was, I'm, I, now I'm living my material, so to say. Right. I've, I, and that is the, I think that's the difference. I, I'm really myself um, believing that I'm adding something to the world with these stories, you know, and that is something that I'm passionate about. And um, I think that it, there's also a sense of not wanting, this, although they're fictional stories, they're based on real stories mm -hmm. from real people. And I just don't want these stories to get lost to the world. Yeah. So sort of legacy element. Yeah. And, and, um, but of course, if, if it was still not resonating with people, then I- It might I, be harder. Yeah, it might be harder to continue a series if you know every book you get, you're like, you get 10 sales. It's like, well, maybe I don't have to continue to write this series and, and maybe you genre hop. No. <laughs> yeah. 
I kid. Yeah. I kid. But, but they do say, I mean, you were talking about, you know, how you, you started uh, about 10 years ago. They do say it takes uh, every overnight success takes about 10 years to make. So you're due apparently. So you're, you're due for your success because you've put that work in. It's not like a, an overnight thing. You've learned things over time and you've, you've developed your craft and figured yeah, out. And, yeah. And I, 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 I'm not afraid to go back to the drawing board because thank God the, the third book that came out, The Christian Spy, I didn't do a developmental edit on that one. I, I brought it out in quite a haste and there were some I know the weaknesses of the book myself, and it showed in the reviews, and I was worried. It's climbing up to 4.2 now in the reviews, so I'm really happy about it. But I don't want to make that mistake, so the next book is going to go through the ringer again yeah. by external eyes. Yeah. I'm just so much in the story that I can see. I, I, as I said, I want these books to... to but we're not going to. But they, they, they are there. They are. They're supposed to, to stay there. You know, they're not going anywhere. I don't want them to. Um, uh, in in the sense that I, I hope they will still be ready <laughs> in years to come. You know, yeah. they're not like oh, I brought it out and I'm going now. It's okay or something. They they they've yeah. got so much um, research, so much. Um, yeah, everything I can give to the page, I give to them. So. I think yeah. probably when it when it comes to deciding if you want to be the sort of writer that stays in your lane or somebody who just kind of wants to write whatever they want, comes down essentially to what is that particular author's why? Like, why are you writing? Like, what is it that, that you want to get out of your writing career. If you're looking for, you know, financial gain or financial, you know, stability, then maybe staying in your lane is a, is a viable choice. But if you're writing because you want uh, to, to, to bring out that legacy, to make these stories come alive, to, to show empathy uh, in works of characters, then maybe- The one doesn't buy the wider. other. According to me, one doesn't bite the other. No. I mean, what I'm trying to say is that I believe that if you're really passionate about your your subject matter and about your genre and about the story you want to tell, that that translates to the page and that will translate to the reader. That is what I'm saying, and it mm -hmm. doesn't matter if, which genre it is. Um, but I I fear for the people that just hop on on trends and just because they think they will make money with that. I, I, well, I don't and they may they may make a, a jump in sales, but then yeah. once that trend is gone, you're stuck with well, what do I do? Yeah, but now? not only that, but that's me on my on my soapbox. I mean, would you want your children to know that you were just you know a reverse harem? Writer, I'm just saying. Right, right. My Do kids aren't reading to... any of my books. They are not allowed to read any no, of them ever, I ever, mean, ever. But yeah, it, you've I am, a... I'm a lot older. I'm working on my on my will for my children, yeah. the royalties they will get mm -hmm. after I pass. Do I want them to get the royalties of books that they wouldn't even want to, to look at? Right. So yeah, that is it, something else. You know? It's a very it's a very personal sort of 
sort yeah. of conversation that you have to have with yourself about, well, what is it that that I'm I'm most wanting for my writing career? Is it something that I just want to write what I want to write because I'm called to do so and it's fulfilling me in 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 one way? Or am I looking, you know what, I gotta make as much money as I can, as fast as I can and you know, I mean, it's a, it's a personal choice. You've, I think yeah, but that is also dangerous out. because that is a sort of luring people into thinking they could make a lot of money right. Right. only by hopping on a trend. I mean, right. right. Yeah, there there are no guarantees. In the no, 10 years yeah. that we've been writing, we have learned there are no guarantees in any sort of Well, you I'm know, just bandwagon. trying to say that according to me, the only guarantee there is is that you have to be passionate about what you write. Right. Now, that is some guarantee that if you stay consistent in that in in doing just trying to do to to make the most beautiful books you can make in whatever genre it is that that at some point that that may translate i believe that is the only factor that that but then again, I don't know. I mean, we can have this talk in a year, and I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm it's totally. True. Nobody is is reading my books anymore, and yeah. I have well, and that's, that's the thing. That's the thing. I mean, things are always changing. Not only the marketing advice that we get, but you know, everything changes. The, the everything is shifting. Social media platforms are shifting. So. As, a, as an author, it, there's a lot you sort of have to try to stay on top of and, and keep. So if if the work isn't something that's grounding you and, and keeping you wanting to be in it, then, then there's a danger there that you might get disenfranchised and just give up the whole thing. So I guess that sense of passion has to, to stay rooted in, in whatever decision it is that you take, whether it's to continue... Mm -hmm writing this particular you know line that you really love or if it's writing whatever the muse decides right so <laughs> so are you um are you going to talk we did discuss this before but are you going to talk a little bit about NaNoWriMo because our, our listeners and yes. viewers may not know what uh, November is National Novel Writing Month. That's what NaNoWriMo stands for. It's the first two letters of, of that word. And NaNoWriMo basically challenges you to write 50,000 words in the month of November, 30 days uh, to write with literary abandon to get a first draft of a manuscript. It's It's a way to sort of get new writers engaged in the, in the art of writing. It, it put lights a fire in experienced writers who have been maybe procrastinating on a project or it's just helpful as a, you know what, I've been staring at a blank page for a while. I'm going to dive into a new project just to kind of cleanse the palette so I can go back to what what I write. So that's NaNoWriMo. I've participated in it for several years now. I have not always won. But if I do win, I do print out that certificate. And yes, I do frame it. <laughs> and in what genre are you writing? I'm writing a romance. <laughs> I'm, contemporary? Ri I, I'm writing a contemporary romance from an idea that a friend gave me this morning because I had nothing in my noggin when I sat down. I was just like, you know what? Something's going to come to me and nothing was coming. And I posted on Facebook that I had no ideas. And a friend said, oh. hey, why don't you write this? I'm like, all right. <laughs> so I did. Okay. <laughs> 
So you don't continue on. I, I, I participated many times. I won't now this year because I've just finished a monster project. Right. Yes, you have. <laughs> and um, so um, you don't continue on something that you're already writing. You I, can. I did a, you can, yeah, but it's, it's a word. It's a word count sort of thing. And for me, if I'm if I'm writing word count, if I'm writing on something that's already in existence, that's a different brain for me than writing a first draft. I'm editing, so I'm slower. Oh. So the word count isn't there for me. So I I have to write I something see. brand new if I want to make a word count goal because I'm oh, slower I when I edit and revise. Oh. And so I wouldn't oh, have yeah. the same word count goals and. 1,667 words a day to meet your goal may not sound like a lot, but it is for me. So. Yeah, okay, yeah. I could do it easily if I did it, but um, mostly. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I've, I've participated maybe six or seven times. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it, there, there, is no, there is no shame if you lose. There is no prize other than a piece of paper that you can print out it's not like monetary you know it's it's just your yeah. pride involved and it's just it's a personal challenge to see yeah. if you can do it yeah. and so that's all um on that note i think we are just about out of time for today so hannah would you like to uh take us out okay yeah we have the, we have that uh, a very special sentence that we Yes, we do. <laughs> well crafted. <laughs> okay. Join us next week as we continue the journey of how stories come to life to make us all bound by books. What a gem that line is, huh? What a gem. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Everyone. Yeah.